It's Madonna Month! You already know what it is. It's your presenter, Dave, on the microphone. Say hi to me. Hey, presenter Dave. What's good? This time I'm gonna say hi back. Hi. Guess what? I'm recording a fun little intro for the pod. Um... A quick one. So quick, it's already over. <laughs> Just kidding. This episode is True Blue 31 Baby, our second edition of the of the albums series within an anthology podcast series. We're just, we're just gonna break down Madonna's because it's Madonna month. Uh, True Blue album. That's really all there is to know. Um, but before we get into that, you're gonna hear a little love letter to the greatest city. Let's be honest. In the Milky Way, at least. New, New York, York city. city. So first, yeah, just get a little, you're gonna get a little taste, a little um, soundscape of the city and then right after that true blue 31 baby god bless you guys i really mean it <laughs> bye it's madonna it's madonna it's madonna it's madonna it's madonna yeah when cars come by it'll be but whatever it's New York. It's part of the We'll the talk atmosphere. about it on the pod. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we're here in New York. We're here in New York. We're here why would you be in New York and not hear the sounds of the city? Exactly. This yeah, is why the city. people listen to us. Is there a way to edit city. out our voices and just hear the the noises of the city? Yeah, be like get like audio this B-roll. In the heart of the city. The next stop is 50th. They listen to us because we have like authentic New York sounds. What if you say it so much? I don't believe it. The song is dedicated to Sean. Are you ready? Do your little thing. Welcome! Welcome! It's True Blue time! True Blue 31, baby! I'm very excited about it. You are? Who are you? <laughs> excited Danny! <laughs> That's me, Excited Danny! And I'm Pending Brandon. <laughs> and I'm not into it, Dave. <laughs> and we are... The, the Albums! albums. <laughs> Alright, good night. <laughs> It's been fun. Guys, we're here. 31 years of True Blue. Ah. Oh, we're stretching our arms. We're stretching it out. You know why? Because <clears throat> it's a special day. It's albums, episode two, True Blue. True, true Blue. What we want our cops to be. <laughs> oh, 
Um, so, guys, Madonna True Blue came out in 1986, September. Uh, the whole album, did you know this? The entire album. Not one track is not. The whole album is dedicated to Sean Penn. Oh, I thought you were going to say the whole album came out at the same time. No, oh. one track at a time. Oh, she released one album at, at a time? It was like a... Yeah, she did a serially. Serial. Like the, like this podcast serial. Yeah. Was that... No, was, that was weekly. That was weekly. Yeah. That's what she did. Yeah. So, wait. Collect yes, them all. I do know that it was dedicated to Sean Penn, but wasn't one of the songs also dedicated to Jimmy Cagney? Yep. It is, actually. And then one song's about Jimmy Dean. Wow. So there's many men in Madonna's life. The many men of Madge. When did the Madge nickname but only one touched Madge's vag. <laughs> only one at a time? or well, Of those three men. Okay. Because the rest were, they were dead by the time this came out. R.I.P. When did she get the name Madge? I'm going to say when she was older. It sounds like something you would call a 40-year-old. <laughs> yeah, like a grandmother's name is Madge. I never heard this is this is a nickname for her. Yeah, you never I, heard this? No, I don't think so. No. Oh my god! I've never heard Madge. Guess before. who no. did his research? <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> okay. Before refer to the tracks on tracks episode where we play the song research. When you're doing a job interview, <laughs> you should do the same amount of research for your pods. You're right. I pulled a real Dave on this one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead, Dave. Uh, I, had some, I wasn't saying anything. Oh, it looks like you're about to... You, you're holding up the, the vinyl LP. Yes, I am. Uh, side one is on one side, and they expertly put side two on the other side. Great font type. Looks great like font. a nice Helvetica at 10 points. Yeah, real great. And you see this right here was written in uh, Sean Penn's blood, the side two. Because <laughs> he bleeds blue. And that, yes, he's, he bleeds blue. And actually inside of you, your blood is blue. It was penned in Penn's blood. And then Madonna did hers on side one. Sean penned this. Dave, tell us about the, true, uh, the album cover. Is that true? It's not true. Okay. We should do it's like true, true blue, blue or, or true... F- or true foo. False, false blue. Red, red. False blue? False red. False red? <laughs> true blue or false red. We'll play that later tonight. Okay. Um, sorry, what was the question? Album cover. Describe it. What are, um, what are, what are, we, what are we looking at? We see a... Um, Chin up, Madonna. <laughs> we can only we can really uh, see her neck very well, her mm-hmm. her not her neck muscles, and her uh, chin muscles very well. Nose up, eyes closed, mouth uh, open. And I like it too because I, I if any direction you put it, it has other context. If you flip it, now she's laying down. Oh, looks like she's about to dive into a pool. Here, <laughs> this looks like she's getting hung upside down. <laughs> And some kinky, sexy stuff. And this is like, she's just going to sleep. <laughs> Her hair is very interesting. It's very f- forward thinking, I think, for, for this era. I mean, who else had like hair like this? Like, forward thinking and blown back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> she has a little bit of blue eyeshadow to uh, go with the uh, theme of the album, which is blue. And, uh, yeah, the whole album, you know, the, it's blue and white, and that's pretty much the uh, color she used, and it's very, it's very uh, chic. Pre-doing your research on, mm-hmm. on Madonna, mm-hmm. just how old would you guess she was in this era? Before, um, yeah, initially, what, what would you have said? Without, well, Without I, knowing much, 
I just maybe just looking at her here or hearing the music. What if you knew her age? Like just before the research and everything. I'm asking the wrong guy. I forgot. I'm, I'm talking to the guy that just knows every year that okay, everything's ever Brandon, come ask out. Ask Brandon. Ask Brandon. Okay. Yeah, because I I still don't know how old oh, she right, was at perfect. that point. Do you know how old she is? Towards Brandon. Um, I'm gonna say 25. Okay. No. Do you know how old she is? Dan? Yeah. She's 27, going on 28. Yeah. Which I thought was amazing, like because she's older than I thought. I thought she was just way younger in this whole era. She's significantly older than I would have thought. And now you listen to the sounds of the city. Uh, Wait, is there a parade today? Yeah, there's a full parade outside. <laughs> I guess. There was one a couple weeks ago, too. We should request a Madonna song. And Dan, this is why you live in the city, right? <laughs> for, for, the, for parades. Listen what to that. They, what song are they playing right now? I think they're playing Bulls on Parade. No. <laughs> no. Uh, tell me you're the only one. Give it heart. Tell me you're the only one. I think, is it, that, is I it? think it sounds like it. Unless I'm way off. So how long will this last? <laughs> I don't know. Because I don't know if we can record. Uh... Yeah, we can. Okay. I don't think it is the song I thought it was. Is that, it a par- like are they moving? Dane, I think you're thinking of. What'd you say? Are they walking? Like, what is it? Is it a mar- What is that? They're I, a parking uh, marching band. We, we could get a parking band. Yeah. Wait, is Nick Cannon? <laughs> They're going away from us. Well, that was some exciting city life parade sounds. Only in New York City. Only in New York. We got fireworks last night. Ed Sheeran last night in the city. It's happening all at the same time. It's an amazing place to be. I heard the newspaper boy say extra, extra today. (laughs) I woke up to that sound, the beautiful sound of the newspaper boy saying extra, extra. And the sun is extra, extra hot. My iPad is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Great. Uh, so yes, she was 27, right? You, you, she's older than you thought. Yeah. That's what you said. She, yeah, she was. Yeah. Yep. So this. Uh, okay. So this, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I just I, older than you thought. She was older than I thought. I thought she was just way younger in this. Who else do you think is older? I guess than it you doesn't think? make sense to think she's one age for an entire decade. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is older than you thought? Yeah. Um. I feel like we talked about this, actually. I feel like there was someone where I said, I thought they, oh, Rod Stewart. I remember I was, I thought he was uh, much he older. He was much older. Uh, Daryl Hall. You thought he was older? Yeah, I thought he was a little younger. He's in his 60s. I thought he was younger for whatever reason. They're all in their 60s. They're yeah. all going to die in 10 years or 20. Actually, I think and that's the cl- end of actually, uh, no, no, music. He's closer to 70, actually. He's like, yeah, he's like 70-ish. Madonna's about to be 60. Really? See, now I feel She's like 59. she should be older. Really? Now, not then. You think she should, should be how old she right was, now? No, I guess that makes sense. She was born 58. 60, yeah. I think 62 she she's, should be. She's 59 right now. She just turned 59. It shouldn't be such a round number. One more year before uh, it gets weird to... Roger Maris? To, to F her, right? <laughs> Only then is it weird to F her? No, I'm kidding. Said? No, no. It's, any age is okay. Like you'd be invited. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I wasn't invited this year. Every year I, I, look, I wait for my invitation in the mail. 
she has like 10 young men to uh, eat her out each year. <laughs> I wasn't one of the finalists. I said in my, my video, I think my video needs work. My like audition video needs work. Should we talk about our personal Madonna? Yeah. Or should we? Okay. A little bit. We don't Maybe have to a little personal. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dave, why don't you, I think you should start this one. Okay. Well, you know that song by Depeche Mode? Your own personal Jesus? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, Madonna's my own personal Madonna. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, I, I've been a big fan of Madonna for at least uh, most of my life. I don't know. I've always loved her hits. Uh, then when I was a little older, like maybe uh, 18, 19, I dove into their, her 80s albums. This album in particular, Dan, your parents had a tape of this. Yeah. A, a cassette tape. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. And when we were in high school, all those years ago, uh, I had a minivan, a, a Ford Windstar. And I would drive Dan and like my cousins to school. Not Brandon because I don't. He was weird. And <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't on the way. Well, he wasn't on the way. It was. Fair. It was more for like after school activities. We yeah. would use the van a lot. We would go out to lunch. Out to lunch. Out to, to lunch. We used. We, would, it. we, yeah. we, we, we used the van. Buffet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I think I had like ten people in the car one time and yeah. <laughs> almost killed us all. Yes. Uh, anyway, we would. It would had a, it had a cassette player uh, in the in the fan and uh one of the tapes in rotation was uh true blue i think i smoked weed for the first time in that fan really I'm, oh yeah I at the gravesite yeah. <laughs> we went to a gravesite to smoke weed we, 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 first time i smoked weed was at a graveyard <laughs> in dave's fan <laughs> that's a true story true blue true blue and uh, actually it was crazy because we were all like passing around the joint right and then uh I passed, okay, so we were, you know, in a circle in my van, and I was passing to my right, and a, a ghost figure took it, took a, a hit, said, hey, that's some good shit, and then faded away. <laughs> it was crazy. It was like Ghostbusters, but like uh, meets Cheech and John. Yeah, we had Thriller going. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you also have a Pokemon cassette? We had a Pokemon cassette, and yeah, it was, uh, it was songs from the show. Yeah, color, color me bad was one of them. Color, the the original color me bad album. Yep. This could be a podcast in itself. It's like the, the tapes we have. We can review the tapes. Yeah, it was just it was just cassettes where we dug through my parents' like old cassette collection right. that they had from the eighties and nineties, and yeah, just some gems. Phil Collins, I think, was Phil in there. Phil Collins was yeah, in there. Which which one? Face value. Um, yeah. Okay. I had a... Something like that. I had a cassette of erotica, actually, speaking of Madonna. No way. In my station wagon, yeah. When you were a kid? No, in... in, Wait, your parents would play that for you? No, no. Like, I bought it at a place in North Carolina. Like, I bought cassettes in North Carolina, and erotica was one of them. Um, do you you think a parent would ever play that song? Like, didn't want to teach their kids about sex. Said, hey, let Madonna do it for you, for me. (laughs) And then gave them the tape and said, you know, you'll you'll figure it all out with this. And and Madonna's sex book. <laughs> yeah, this is how you'll learn the birds of the bees. Yeah, give like give her give yeah, put those two items in the room yeah, for put, two hours put and on then the, come out. Yeah, put on the justify my love video and you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> so continue your Madonna 
Uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I love her. I, uh, I'm a big fan of her as a icon. I think she's one of the, the best icons. She's not even the best singer. She's not even the best dancer. She's none of that. She just uh, pushes the boundaries. Mm-hmm. Watching these videos, I was actually shocked by how, how sexy they are. I, I mean, if I was a parent, I don't know if I could look the other way. She, <laughs> she's like one of the core divas in pop culture. Core uh, divas. Core, there's like core divas. Who is the core? Who uh, who is amongst the, the core? main divas? The core four of, of divas. Like your your Mount Rushmore of diva, Mount Rushmore. Mount Diva more. D- diva more. Uh, I would say it's probably. Wh- Madonna. Whitney. Maybe, maybe J Lo. Marilyn Monroe. J Lo. Why did I say J Lo? <laughs> Definitely J Lo. Oh, yeah. Gloria Stefan. <laughs> And uh, Demi Moore. <laughs> Demi Moore. <laughs> Remember when they would do those diva concerts, like the VH1 divas? Yes, it very was much. like Celine Dion and all of them. Yeah, divas live. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I we heard should watch was, those. I heard there were litter boxes in every room because there was so much cat fights. So, so many claws came out. <laughs> they started acting like cats in our ways, too. So one of my favorite Saturday Night Live sketches ever was Chris Kattan as Mango, and he's with J Lo at, Ma- at Divas Live, and they just start fighting. <laughs> so it's so so funny. Divas Live. At Divas Live. So Madonna yeah. never like she, she's a different kind of diva where she's not like most divas can sing their asses off. Yeah. And she, you know, she can do her own thing, but uh, it's basically she had a just a personality, and she honestly was like. Uh, I think good for the world. <laughs> no, I, I, I like, love, yeah, I, I love all her stuff. I mean, it's, it's fun. Her voice, you know, it's her when, when you hear it, like, <laughs> all, like immediately. And we were listening to like some of like the later Madonna stuff too. And even some of that has just, oh. has value. Like it's, it's, it's very, it's still very cool and like very good. I, I was trying to make the argument that like, there's not one bad single that she released every one of the yeah. songs on the albums that are not great, but every song she put out pretty much is one of the best written songs of all time in the pop. And field. yeah, they're all really fun and, and good. And, and she worked with a lot of really good producers. producers. The IQs on these producers, <laughs> seriously. And I don't um, know where she found them. A lot of them were always, you know, foreign, like she didn't have like SoundCloud to be going and finding she, these producers, you know what I mean? That's it's, true. It's kind of cool. She was a mainstream artist, but always looked to the underground. Yeah. She like would take underground stuff, a lot of like uh, things in the gay scene, the club scene, and put that to the forefront. Yeah, like house music was yeah. her. That was her. Like, that was her. Putting, making like that mainstream was definitely, she was the pioneer. And, that. And, and as a, like, uh, a woman who like pushed the boundaries of like sexuality, like I feel like that's like, what people are trying to do now. Like what she was doing in the eighties is almost like right. a woman can be sexual and a strong woman and all this stuff. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have yeah. to be like, I don't have to cover myself up just to be a strong woman or something. You know, I don't know. And we were kind of talking about this last night of how my sexuality, because she's still out there putting new stuff out and still kind of a figure in in pop culture, she mm. it, her legacy is not where it really should be. I think in the in the eyes of a lot of people, you know, we were talking about how the 
quote unquote internet memeing of Madonna now is about her her arms. Like that's a big thing. Like I feel like oh, I see muscles? all the time. Yeah, like how muscular she is, um, and her fake British accent and Guy Ritchie, mm. like all that stuff and people it's not like I think if she retired years ago, mm. maybe that legacy would be better now about and then True, but that would be not her. Right. No, I know. She has to keep going. That's the cool thing about her is that she's I think even more important for her. Yes. Is that like I'm still I'm an older woman, but I'm still fucking out there. Right. Being no, sexual. I'm not saying that she shouldn't be doing that. I just mean I think I think there's gonna be a time where people were like, Oh yeah, Madonna was great and like Right. But because we like her, we we we, we know that. We know that. I've always known that. Remember when she was on Dave Letterman and like had a cigar and was like acting filthy? Was that for Dick Tracy? When was that? Mid nineties. Okay. She was like, "Oh, my panties are in your uh, your desk drawer." <laughs> Do you remember that? Have you ever seen that interview? I don't think I have. I was thinking of the Drew Barrymore one. Yeah, that was like around that time. A couple of women really uh, were acting uh, fresh <laughs> on Dave. Fresh on Dave. Yeah, it was a segment on Letterman. <laughs> fresh on Dave. And uh, yeah, I mean, Dave, you really touched on in terms of you know how she uh, affects us and our our personal um, relationship with uh, with Madonna and her mu- her music. You really touched on pretty pretty much everything. I mean, the only thing I remember listening to her stuff when, when I was younger. My parents were very they were they had a few of her cassettes. True Blue being one of them. They were big into Vogue. I remember just mm-hmm. for whatever like when I was younger. I don't know if this is weird or not, but they used to just play that song all the time. Like Vogue was like played in like my house and in the backyard and stuff. Yeah. a lot. they were like they loved it. Um, they de- they definitely drifted away from her later. Right. Um, they were big into into her eighties and the very early nineties stuff. But um, yeah, she's terrific, and I'm excited to get to get uh, to start talking about this album. This album's great. Me too. Yeah. Um, I would also say that uh, on her social issues, I guess it's kind of similar to what I was saying before, but like, you know, she was always like a big uh, supporter of, of gays mm-hmm. and lesbians and like always like, you know, she talked, she, she spoke frankly and I think that was good for the 80s, which could have been, you know, right. Uh, socially conservative at points. Does this album sort of kick that off for her? Getting like talk sort of like like subject matter wise, talk about you get a little bit more serious uh, or no? I, she didn't get to um, well, I, Papa Don't Preach. Right. Maybe that's the one. Yeah, yeah track that's one. that's a yeah. social. That's one of the social songs in this one. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> which is and which is you know when we get it, we're gonna get get getting into it soon. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's some interesting stuff about that actually. Oh, so should we also talk about like this context of when this album came out? Like yes. where, where she was in her career? Yes. Yeah. So she put out in '84. She put out her like breakout album, "Like a Virgin," and she went on a tour in '85. And over that course of that year, she just became very famous. Probably one of the biggest uh, uh, pop icons for the teenagers, and a lot of girls would dress like her. She had like a very mall. Uh, I don't know how to even describe her look. It's like very like yeah, Tiffany assortment. A lot of assorted fabrics on her. <laughs> a lot of uh, sashes, tights, uh, a lot of jewelry, and it was just like a very youthful look. And this album, she definitely wanted to be a little more mature. A lot of shorter hair styles, more bleach bond. Uh, yeah, they made a conscious effort to appeal to more. 
people that didn't see her. This is like a teeny bopper type right, of person. Right, right. More adult themed. Yeah. Uh, and that's probably why people thought she was a little younger because she kind of like looked a little younger. Right, right. She was more of a, like a teenager in terms of her look. But um, uh, this is 86 when this came out and she just married Sean Penn the year before uh, to get into a little bit of a gossip. Who was she smooching at this time? The answer is Sean Penn. <laughs> now, was that her first marriage? That is her first marriage, yes. Okay. They got married on her birthday in 85, and he famously, like, I think, shot at paparazzi. Right. The helicopter. Was the helicopters? Helicopter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the wedding. A very volatile man at that point. Yeah. Um, he had a short fuse and uh, a short height. <laughs> or yeah, they connected. Some, there are some crazy stories about, like, him and her. Apparently, he was a little abusive. Yeah. A little, little touchy. Yeah. Um, um I don't know how much we'll get into that, but you know, while we're speaking of dating, I think we should. I'm gonna just Ooh. take over for a second, because D- you want to go into dates. Well, or <laughs> well, the dates are the part that I'm not unsure of. I know okay. who the dates were, but I don't know when the dates were. Okay, okay. Um, so one of the um, uh, co-producers and co-writers of the album, mm. Stephen Bray, right? It, it's rumored that they dated. Previ- During this? No, previous oh, to yeah. Sean Penn, Ooh. because he also was a member of the Breakfast Club, the band, right? And which is like an early band that Madonna was in, yes, right? Yes, pre with pre solo, pre solo, pre another band that she was in, right? It was like Emma and the mm-hmm. M, something like that. Uh, but there was another guy in the Breakfast Club. Uh, there were two brothers, someone Gilroy and Dan Gilroy, and she dated Dan Gilroy too. Really? She so, did a lot of, like, famous people. Yeah. Well, and especially later on, too. Prince, Prince was one of them. Alex Rodriguez. Uh, John, what's his name? Basquiat. Who? Basquiat, the famous, uh, like, graffiti artist in New York. Oh. You know him? No. Well, God damn it. We're in New York right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Well, if, look at any um, street corner in New York. You will see something that resembles his art because he's very influential. Cool. Yes, I probably have seen it and just don't know the name. You know Banksy? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, that was like the Banksy of of the eight, of early eighties. Exit through the gift shop. I'll have a stuffed elephant or a, a puzzle. I'll have a flower grenade, please. <laughs> At the gift shop. <laughs> so anyway, yes, she she may have dated Stephen Bray. Uh, and so, but then they continued to have a working relationship. That that information That's was so not. That's so cool. That's so cool of them. Yeah, that information was not as sh- c- definitive as uh, Dan Gilroy dating. You, him, you know why? Because she wasn't famous like when they did it. I think right. so. It wasn't in the papers. The papers. <laughs> the trades. It wasn't at the supermarket. Hey Dan, papers. if you're not going to talk, why don't you get me a beer? <laughs> I just I know nothing in this in this area. I didn't I didn't do any research into her like personal stuff going on. I'll be honest with you. I'm ready to talk about the tour like I always am, but I'm uh, and some movies and some that kind of stuff. Well, Dan has his famous uh, printed out papers. <laughs> and and Dan, this will make you very happy. But the other producer, Patrick Ooh. Leonard, was the musical director for the Victory Tour. 
<laughs> the Michael Jackson victory Your favorite tour. tour. My favorite tour that we had that I'm just waiting to talk that about. That you just have so much information on that you'll never use. <laughs> I heard that he did a lot of transcriptions for, for Michael. Like, that's like what he did. He transcribed music. He was like Steve Vai. Is that what Steve That's I what did? Steve I did with Frank Zappa. Yeah, he uh, he was a fan and said, "I've transcribed your music," and he was like, "No, you don't." And then he did because and he was really good. And then he got the job. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Pat Leonard did that for Michael, and then Michael said, "Hmm, hmm, <laughs> okay, hmm." <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they're the, so the produ- those are the two main producers, Stephen Bray and Patrick Leonard. Right. Um, but then there's another third figure that I don't want to get into until we start going Ooh, into the songs. So do we third figure. enter? Is there anything else we want to talk about in the pre-era? So um, you said Sean Penn. The whole album's dedicated to him, right? Um, yeah, just it was it was trying to aim to at an older audience, as yeah. we said. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's just like this is the album like kind of really define like. It's a turning point. She wasn't. She wasn't. Uh, she wasn't uh, leaving. Basically, she was showing like, right. I'm here to stay. She could stay. It went seven times platinum. Yes, and it was 34 uh, we- consecutive weeks mm-hmm. on the European top 100 album charts. Do so you have that on your notes? <laughs> <laughs> the longest running in the history of all Europe. Her album, and she's an American. Yeah, all five singles on it reached the uh, the top five on the Billboard. And three Charts. number one hits. Yep. And they are Don't Breach. <laughs> uh, live to Tell. Actually, I'm not sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Open Your Heart. Yeah, probably. Yeah, actually, yeah, those four. Those four? They all went to number one. Yep. Cool. And La Isla Bonita, uh, number one of the adult contemporary charts. Mm. So she was really doing what she wanted to do. What she was aiming to do, which was appeal to adults. Yep. Contemporary adults. So, should we get into it? Let's get into it. Yeah, and if you guys let me, I could talk about the tour after. Chronologically. If we have time. That makes sense. Yeah, if we have time. If we have time. We'll see if we get <laughs> yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, we'll see if we get to it. What's the name who? of the tour? Is it a True Blue Tour? <laughs> no, it's Who's That Girl World Tour. Because that has to do with uh, the oh, movie. Yeah. She did the movie. I was going to get into this I stuff. I forgot about that. A, a lot of this stuff was after the album. Did the movie Shanghai Surprise come out before this or after? Um, Around the same time. Yeah, that's with Sean Penn. Right. Yeah, her and Sean Penn starred in that. Yeah. And uh, that's, o- eight, that's Owen Wilson. I'm not sure what month, but yeah, came out right. Owen Wilson and Jackie Chan, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the uh, the reboot. God. Who played who? Madonna was Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Owen Wilson yeah. was Sean Penn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about at close range, or should we wait till we get to? Let's yeah, wait with Patel. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah. wait till we get to the song. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so since so what we did uh, for all of you people out there, we know you know this, but for our new listeners, mm-hmm. um, we drafted songs. Uh, right. Uh, so, you know, I I went into bed with a specific strategy of let me fu- I want to get songs I like. Right. With True Blue, I wanted to go a little outside my com- like songs that I wasn't familiar with, and right. boy, did I not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you made a big mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, except for uh, my first pick. You had the first pick. Dave had the first pick in the draft, mm-hmm. and he picked... Uh, Live to Tell. Would have been my f- first pick, too, but mm-hmm. I was able to pick Papa Don't Preach, the first track on the record, so I'm happy with that. So, um, so... Now, so before I start talking about Papa Don't Preach, I do mm. want to talk about the beginning of the record and when they started working yes, together. Sure. Um, uh, 
uh, Love Makes World Go Round, I believe, was the first song that they wrote, actually. Okay. Okay, and then Live to Tell. So, so, the, so things got better. Yes, as they went on. Now, what's really interesting about the... I didn't know... Even though I've known Madonna my whole life, I've known her music, I've not mm. known much about the songwriting process. I know that she does co-write the songs with them and all that stuff. But I learned some interesting stuff about Patrick Leonard where what he would do is he would make sequences, he would make chord progressions and little things in the studio. Mm-hmm. And she would come in and, and just kind of sing over them. And they would do them one a day. They said oh, shit. the following album, Like a Prayer, was written in two weeks. Oh, I didn't Because they know would that. never go back and fin- like fix stuff, basically. They Ooh. would just do it. And she would write lyrics almost on the spot for the songs. Oh. Um, and so they would rarely edit themselves. They would just kind of do it and get it done. Mm-hmm. Which is, and not this album so much, because there were a couple of songs, which we'll get into, that were pre-written before mm-hmm. this process. But um, yeah, he would come in, he would have a song. She would, sometimes he would have a little melody, um, and she would kind of go off of that. But he also quoted, said, she certainly does not need that. Like she it can write a melody yeah. completely on her own. And write the lyrics. So, Papa Don't Preach, though, was the only song on the album that she did not have a large hand in writing. She mm-hmm. wrote additional lyrics. It was ri- written by a completely different guy than these two producers, mm-hmm. David Elliott. Brian Elliott. Brian Elliott. Right. I wrote it down and I didn't look at it. That's all right. So, this guy, <clears throat> Brian Elliott, had a studio mm-hmm. and it was by like a local high school in, in LA and he would always hear gossip from the young teen girls uh, like doing their who's hair. Who's Madonna smooching this, these days? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Sean Penn. And so he wrote this song completely independent of working with Madonna. Uh-huh. And her manager or somebody got ac- sure. access yeah. to the song and sent it to her. And she kind of helped edit the lyrics. But uh-huh. he, he was the one that um, wrote that song. Right. And he uh, doesn't have many credits. He has one solo album okay. in 1978, I think it is. I just want to play you guys a little snippet just so you can kind of hear what he was doing. And I think this is something that the three of us are going to start listening to. Okay, this is from the 78 album? Yes, okay. his solo album. He has <clears throat> his top five songs on Spotify are all from that album. Okay, They all have... 5,000 plays or less, except for the first one it has 24,000. Well, we're going to change that with this We're going to change that, yeah. We're going to bring this to at least 10,000. We're <laughs> yeah. going to double his plays. Yeah. I hope you enjoy those, those checks, get, Brian Elliott. Yeah. <laughs> so we. this is his... Oh, all right. The song's called Room to Grow. Not the same song, okay. Kind of like a Sanford and San- Son vibe. Yeah, so that's just a little snippet of his sound. Um, oh, is it time to go to bed? Yep. Is that your bed alarm? 
An early afternoon on a Sunday. <laughs> Time for Dave to go to go to sleep. So that's pretty cool, right? Like those so, were yeah, those were good. So yeah, and then you can definitely hear that in this song. That seventies Sanford and Son vibe. Not, not at all. <laughs> so here we are with Papa Don't Preach. Um Hell yeah. Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so uh, Wikipedia, Wikipedia actually says that she incorporated classical music to engage an, old, an older audience. Yes. Vival, is it Vival, Vivaldian-esque? Right, who were skeptical of her sound. Right. Uh, but the person who wrote that only listened to the intro of Papa Don't Preach. <laughs> right. There's no other classical <laughs> no, elements at all. No, right. there's not at all. <laughs> it's like, here, they'll turn on this album, hear that, and go, oh, I'll keep listening. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the video? Yeah. Um, I have some very cool stuff about the video here. Um, the video is well, probably one of her best. Well, let's, let's jump into the subject matter of this song. Let's talk about this song. Oh, yeah, sir. So, yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. Danny? No, this was yours, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's about teenage pregnancy, abortion. It's a, this is a story song. Like, she uh, falls in love with a, a young man. She's, like, I guess a teen... Is she a teenager in this song? Uh, I think so, yeah. And uh, she gets pregnant, and she decides that she wants to keep the baby. Wasn't there some debate originally about what this song was about? When you, like when she says, um, "It's pretty explicit," I thought. To me, yeah, no. Listening to this song, I'm like, "Oh, that's oh, this is cool. That's what the song's about." Yeah. But I think some people thought like because there wasn't a song like this ever really before. Mm-hmm. Keeping my baby, yeah, I'm keeping my baby, like keeping my like my boyfriend. Oh, right. Like, like I yes. think I think that was like a small. Like, I think if like, you're not paying attention to the other lyrics, yeah, that that yeah. is how that can be. Interpret. Yeah, because that's like, the chorus. You hear that. It's, you just think it's just like a oh, a my love dad. Song, yeah, like, my dad doesn't want me to stay with him, but I'm, right, keeping, I'm my baby. keeping my baby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely about not having an abortion. Well, I know that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think if you're not listening to the other lyrics, that can okay, be. Yeah. That can yeah, be. Kind I of, guess. It's, yeah, because I, hearing no, the chorus. I remember, yeah. Keep it going. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um. What happened to it? Oh, there we go. Um. First of all, this song is great. Yeah. I this is one of her best songs. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say it's a social message song, but it's not like didactic or preachy in any way. It's like she's very personal. She's playing the character and saying, this is my personal decision. I want your help, daddy. (laughs) But uh, I'm making my own decisions. I want to keep the baby. And it's not judging people who are like, do want to have an abortion. It's just like she's having a tough time figuring out what she wants to do with her decision. So it's pretty cool. I'm curious to know, like, because it said it basically says she wrote additional lyrics, so he had most of the content, right? And so I'm curious to know what he added, but I never knew that. Like I, I didn't know that about this song that that was you know someone not associated with yeah. with her, and then kind of given to her to do, and she just loved it, loved the context, not the context, the content, the and content. wanted to you know embrace that matureness and and, yeah. and start that message. Brandon, do you want to admit a very embarrassing fact yes, about yes, me, yes. me and you with this song? So, Not Dave. Dave knew this song. So here's the thing. So I didn't really talk about my personal uh, Madonna stuff, but growing up, I, I was glued to MTV and VH1. And so I, I saw a super lot of... Super glue? Super glued. Actually, it was more of an off-brand one. 
and I, you know, I saw a lot of the Madonna videos. I was really into everything I saw. I didn't have like, I wasn't like, oh, Madonna's my, like, one of my favorites, like Michael was. But it was just because uh -huh. she was always there, and it was just like, oh yeah, I like this. Um, so you probably were more familiar with the, the '90s and two, right, 2000 stuff. Um, well, eventually, but no, I mean, even mean like when I was. Like around the time I was listening to Michael, like uh, five and six right, and seven, like watching VH, like I remember the hmm. Material Girl video right, right, very right. much. Like but I remember the, uh, my mom saying, like, you can't like watch like a virgin, like really? just because of the, I guess the word. Um, <laughs> Wait, but I mean, you're you were like a virgin. I, well, yeah, I wasn't like one. I was one. <laughs> um, and uh, but and you know maybe I saw Papa Don't Preach, but I don't. My first memory of Papa Don't Preach was Kelly Osbourne's cover of, cover of it. Same. <laughs> yeah. I heard that she um got pregnant just because she wanted to make that song. She was like a method singer. You know, Kelly? Like method actors. She's a method singer. So she got, yeah, Kelly got pregnant because she wanted to actually go through the, uh, the, the, the role yeah. in real life. It's a good idea. Yeah. To draw from her real life Plus, experience. Plus, it would be great ratings for the Osbournes. The first baby of Osborne's. <laughs> the first baby. <laughs> um, but then, obviously, after then, because that was in baby! what we were sixth grade, maybe seventh grade. When the Kelly, yeah, yeah, it was it was like peak Osborne's, I think. Yeah. When the maybe song came out. I'm trying to think of like what. Can you, you can do the Sharon thing, right? Sharon. Baby, like Sharon. Say, what? Like the same baby instead of Sharon to the baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby. <laughs> I can't really do it. <laughs> Papa! I remember, I mean, I obviously I went and, and did Papa Don't Preach. Like, I found the version after yeah. it and then, and then liked it much more. But, um, so let's talk about the video real quick because yeah. there's some interesting stuff. This is one of her best bits. So, it was directed by James Foley. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, so James Foley, just let's just talk about his association with Madonna real quick. Hmm. He directed at close range, which we'll still get more into. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh, okay. Um, he directed oh. Live to, to Tell video. A lot of connections here. And the True Blue video. Um, what? Yes. Wow. But, but he also directed Glengarry Glen Ross. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, who's that girl? The other Madonna film. Ah, okay. yes. Oh, the movie. Yeah. I said the other Madonna film. Right, right. Sorry. I, well, I'm, I thought maybe the music video. Oh, okay. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, he directed 12 episodes of House of Cards. Which Holy is, shit. Which is a very well-rounded. Yes. Hannibal, an episode well, of Hannibal, Actually, which is I'm going to say this. Uh, House of Cards, probably the... David Fincher used to uh, direct Madonna there videos, too. There you go. So, Madonna probably hooked them up. I'm saving the best two for last. Okay. Uh, he directed Fifty Shades Darker. <laughs> oh my God, he's all over the map. <laughs> and an episode of Twin Peaks. Really, the original. The original, uh, where Annie first shows up, where Heather Graham first shows up. <laughs> oh, she wounds and scars. And it's interesting. And that's a she, crazy episode. She too. wears a similar dress that uh, Madonna wears in the Live to Tell video. That floral oh, dress. You're right. Damn. Yeah. So Twin oh Peaks and all that stuff. Yeah, interesting. And Glenn Garrett Glenn Ross, like Glenn uh, Glenn. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Great movie. Great Glenn movie. Coffee is for finishers. Is that from that movie? Coffee's for closers. Coffee's for closers. Is that yeah. from that movie or yeah. no? Yeah, always be closing. Always be closing. ABC. 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 
NBC. Family. <laughs> Never be closing. Always be closing family. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's pretty cool that that guy directed that video because he's clearly got a big career and yeah. he's done a lot of different stuff. And a big boner for Madonna. And it's Madonna. weird that he didn't become a Foley artist. What if he had a boner every time he directed Madonna? He's like, this is... I will direct you, but I will have a boner, and that's you, there's nothing you can do about that. I will do my best to not direct my boner at you. <laughs> um, Danny Ayo. Danny Aiello, yeah. Aiello. Aiello. Did the Spanish out? Yeah. <laughs> well, he's like Dominican, right? No. <laughs> Danny Aiello. He's Italian. Uh, yeah, but the video's great. Um, it's a narrative. Yeah. So there's no the there's no um, mom in the video at all. Yeah. No mother figure. It's just them two, which, you, which I thought was an well, important choice. She's the, the mother figure. Oh. And, you, and it's interesting because this is not actually a autobiographical song for Madonna, as we know. Right. But Madonna's uh, mother did die when Madonna was at an early age and mm. was raised by her dad aha so that was a little bit i think her taking yeah. some stuff from her personal life right extracting it and putting it into that video mm-hmm. yeah the, the video the way it's shot is really cool like when like the scene where she's like telling him and like there's no there's no dialogue no nope. it's, it's just the music no dialogue at all in the and video. they just it's do different cool. shots of them like on different Parts of like the room of the of, dealing uh, with, of their house yes. dealing with this. It's it's great. It's, it's really good. It, it, and it yeah. goes about like the development of her love affair with the guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's a Latino man with slicked back hair. And the look, the look is he? That, is he? I think he's supposed to be like a, like a Latin dude, like an Antonio Banderas Latin. Type. That plays into a song later in the album. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm saying this is like yeah, yeah like it, that's like a ongoing uh, theme in her uh, life and yeah, music. And she and eventually. Left Sean Penn, he wasn't definitely was not Latino enough. <laughs> that could be true, actually. I, the, the, I, did, I said this earlier that um, in the '90s she was she didn't want to be impregnated by a Latin man. Like that was a thing. She, and she said no. That's like that's she like she um that was her thing. Like and that she got her goal. Like she never dated the man that she w- had her first child with. She just wanted to have a baby. But from a Latin man, which is, she I, wanted Latin sperm, and which like I, as, as I said last night, my theory is now because she wanted some authenticity to play uh, Ava, Ava, Ava Peron in Evita. Could be true. <laughs> um, the the look that she has in the video, love it, is very specifically. I don't know how to pronounce it, but uh, Gamine, Gamine, G A M I N E. What is that? It's it's like a street urchin a waif. It's but I think it was like is a it? French style. Yeah, that's like, oh yeah. She's a striped shirt and uh, and it says it was you know made famous kind of by Shirley MacLaine and Audrey Hepburn. Oh. But there's a specific word and there's that's the feminist the feminist um, the feminine form of gay men like J M. <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce the word. It's probably some it's Latin. The feminine shit. form of gay man. Of the feminine <laughs> form of gay man. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, she has like the pixie cut. She has yeah. bleach blonde hair, um, and it's juxtaposed with the other part of the video where she's dressed on a soundstage. Yes, and she's got the Billy Idol hair, mm-hmm. like the which is she the same kind of look she has on the album, the album cover. cover. Yeah, the like you know poof back hair, it's mm-hmm. blonde. 
you know. So we're going to be ranking these at the end, right? Let's not oh. talk about our rankings as we go. A yeah. few more things I wanted to say from the video, though. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> one thing is that she has like the famous Italians do it better shirt. Yes. Which I think is kind of an iconic shirt. Yes. Uh, and the other thing is that uh, her and her like bow, her bow, her Latin bow. Bow bridges. Yeah, they're on. They're they're on the boardwalk. The bard walk. That's where Shakespeare... They're on the bard walk. <laughs> they used to take walks. And uh, they're hanging out on a, on a bench. And there's an older couple... Yes, like admiring, admiring them. Admiring them. Yeah. And I think uh, that's like kind of the show, like, they we, are in love. Yeah. Like, if an older couple can approve of this... That was us once. Couple, yeah. Oh, they're looking past the next part and saying, right. hey, listen... They're in love. Right. And daddy, if you can't see that, there's something wrong with you, daddy. <laughs> but, but daddy does approve at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Aiello approves. Papa approves. <laughs> Papa approved. Danny Aiello, famous from uh, Do the Right Thing. Do the Right Thing. Probably his best role. Yeah. And uh, he's in Moonstruck. It's a good one. He's been in a lot of stuff. He's yeah. in... Uh, he usually shows up in yeah. a lot. What's uh, Harlem Nights with Eddie Murphy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. R.I.P. Right, Daniello, is he dead? No, actually, his dad, his son died. Oh, really? Great. Good, <laughs> great. <laughs> nice so trivia. N- nice trivia, Dave. <laughs> his his adult son died like a, of cancer. Yikes! But uh, God bless Danny Aiello. A- 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 is it A.I.? Yeah. Because his name. Aiello. Aiello. I can only pronounce it Hispanic. Aiello. Danny Aiello. So let's move on to the track yeah, two. Let's yeah. move on to track two. This Open is another huge one. Heart. Who drafted this one? Danny did with the second pick. Your second pick? My my first pick. Second pick overall. Your second pick oh, of the night. I thought I had the second pick, so you didn't pick. Okay, gotcha. No, this is No, this I'm is sorry. I went third. Over... I went third. This is your first pick overall. My first pick overall. Mm-hmm. I went third and I picked two in a row. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Hmm. So, uh, what's there to say about open? Man, open. Sorry for. Uh, I just my wanted, heart. I wanted to listen to it. It's, I love this song. This is fun. It's just great pop song. Um, we'll get into the video in a second. Um, so this is the fourth single on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, originally written for Cindy Lauper. Actually, yes. oh, this is the yeah. one. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, but she never heard the demo. No, never heard the demo. Madonna rewrote it with Patrick Leonard. Um, it's her fifth number one single in the U.S. Do you know why Sydney Lauper turned it down? No. Because it was originally called Open Your Fart. And she was like, I don't want to get into that kind of subject matter. Madonna, it was then handed over to Madonna. Madonna was a genius enough to be like, fart's not going to work. Let's go for heart. And people are going to like that. So anyway, you can continue. That's all true. Um, so... So lyrically, please submit your bibliography at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, please. Um, so lyrically, you know, she's in. She wants this dude, and she's like, "Open your heart, bitch. You know, stop being shy and shit." <laughs> but you know, this dude's—he's playing games. She's like, "Open your heart to me. Come on, I want, I want coy. you." Yeah. But watching the video, is she talking about a small child? Who knows? We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, the, the re- I mean, I don't know if you guys have anything else about the song itself. The rest of my notes are about the, the video. 
Um, yeah. You guys want to say anything else no, about this song? The, I mean, yeah. this, this is um, that, you know, you, you were talking about last night, the, the, the synth bass, like... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just the driving. Yeah, I think the intro, like the like that, like synth intro. I think um, first of all, very iconic. I didn't know it was from a, a Madonna song for a bit. I think they would play it for VH1 like things, maybe like for like I Love the '80s or something like that. Oh, it's, yeah, they, yeah, maybe. It's like so a segue. Yeah, like, like a yeah, segue. Yeah. Um, instrumental. Mm-hmm. So I knew that part very well. I love this part right here. That's all you need of that. But yeah, that opening synth line, you're right. That's just, yeah. So good. You know, yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah, really cool. It's uh, someone that had fun. In, they were at the, at the toy, star, toy, toy store and had a little fun with the bells. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's talk about the video, I think. Yeah. Because the yeah. video is like really what this is about. Yeah, let's. Yeah, so this was. I think this was this was probably her first like. I don't know, like shocking sort of maybe, video, actually, like well, like maybe it, it, it is, but well, I want to say the con- first controversial. Because no, not, like not a, even like a virgin was very yeah, controversial. Yeah, yeah, like a virgin was. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> um, but is this her keeping her legacy going of being a shocking artist? Yeah. So in this video, so she's wearing like a black like leotard type type thing. Oh, um, like, like a corset. Uh, no, course, almost. It, it's it's like yeah, a corset yeah. shape. Yeah, it's cor- yeah, it's like what uh, Sandy wears at the end of Greece, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Free shoulders. I'm saying it's like a, yeah, the leather. It's like a tube top, but with not the tube. There's there's no like uh, straps. I, we, listen, we're we're boys. We don't yeah. know what we this don't know is to called. Say, but but, then yeah, but it's yeah. strapless. Am I wrong? Yes. Yes. But then it also. No, I, you're not I, wrong. I say leotard because it, it it like a bathing suit, like it goes right. It, it, yeah. It's like it's a unitard, but a corset top. It's like a panty bottom. La- Brandon's definitely laughing at my hand gestures. No, so. I'm just laughing because we have no idea. Yeah, we know no, 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 how to describe it. Really idea, a word I'm saying like stripper corset. But uh, but <laughs> the videos, if you guys want to watch the videos, because this is like her showing off her shoulders a lot. Yeah, yeah, and like so free shoulders a lot. So the She's pre- proud of them. <laughs> the premise of this video, as best as I can understand it, it's a, it's a peep show. It is in, a peep show. Okay, yeah. do you know what era? I was having trouble figuring out what era this is. 30s, for- 40s? Okay, that's something yeah, like I was that. Something like 40s or 50s. Yeah. Um, so she's very sexual, dancing. Um, even though it's a peep show, she doesn't get naked. It sucks. <laughs> oh, wait. Another thing about the outfit that we forgot is like there's like tassels on her nipples. Oh, yeah. That's like, a crucial detail. Yeah. There's like these golden tassels and they're swinging around and it's like kind of a conal shaped bra top. Guys, sorry. We don't know how to describe stuff. <laughs> no, we don't stuff. know. Sorry, we're very rough with fashion. And don't, we don't know. Um, tweet at us <laughs> if you know the name of the outfit she's wearing. What's our What's our Twitter handle? Fashion backwards. Oh, hashtag no, fashion that, backwards. But anyway. Uh, no. No, at Dan and Brave oh, at presents. Dan and Brave. Just at Dan oh, and Brave. At, at Dan and yeah. Brave. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. So... So there's different men watching her dance in, in this peep show, and they have, like, their own little booths, and they're very creepy, and there's, like, emphasis on, like, these guys' faces, like, oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like, 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 watching her. Rightfully so. I would have the same reaction watching her <laughs> in, the, in that situation, I think. And, um, 80s sex comedy reactions. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, 
the important detail of this video, though, is that there's this little kid that there's right. a focus on in the beginning of the video and throughout it and then at the end. Um, his name in real life is Felix Howard. A um, <laughs> little bit of trivia about him is after several years of songwriting for artists such as Kylie Minogue, Sugar Babes, Amy what? Winehouse, Beverly Knight, and Freeform Five. So that's what this kid did for a living. <laughs> like, he was just like a big time songwriter. He oh was, my God. And then he was appointed VP of A&R for EMI Publishing UK in March 2008. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, wow. so, so he was a big deal. Yeah, this kid yeah, ended up being like a very big deal. Um, his and name he, is Felix uh, Howard. He yeah. also, I think, dated uh, Madonna at this time, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is what I really wanted to transition into is their relationship in the video. So he's trying to get into the show. He's not allowed in. He's a little kid. He's not old enough. There's an old man that's like at the box office. Yeah, the gatekeeper. <laughs> and he's not having it. He's not He's not letting this little kid into the show. He really wants in. He really wants to see Madonna. And then the big moment at, towards the end of the video, not the very end, but towards yeah. the end of the video, Madonna comes out. She gives him a big kiss. It's a long kiss. Too. On the it's lips, like though. On the lips of this little kid. And it's, I was, it was, it's pretty weird. It's confusing. It's confusing and it's weird. My one of my initial thoughts, she's his mom. What do you think about and that? He's watching her work. I yeah, don't she's like waiting for her to so. get out of work. <laughs> what, what do you think about? That? Well, because it's such a romantic kiss. She, I know that's the thing. She, it's a weird kiss. She lays on him. Maybe it's maybe it's that he is the maybe he is the the true nature of all the men, men watching. Oh, I love her. This. So they're watching and they're having all these reaction, reactions like, yeah, we're old enough to get in here. But at the end of the day, we're still just little, little boys. Little boys. Like in awe at this, mm-hmm. of this woman. And so he's just kind of that physical representation. Okay. So that like when that. she kisses the men, right. really, they feel like little boys again. Ooh. I like that a lot. That's kind of interesting. That's, that's, a, good. that's a good take. That's probably right. Um, another thing I'm going to say about this video is that those stripper moves are very impressive. Like she's she knows what she's doing on the pole and in the chairs. Is it a pole? Did it, I make that up? I don't think there is a pole. There's okay, a chair. She's a chair. There's okay. A chair, yeah. yeah. Um, she's in like a large like black room and there's individual viewing areas. Right. Right. She's being watched. And there's actually yeah. another thing. There's a I think there's a woman in drag, like male drag, there too. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just to point that out too. The other thing could be that he, uh, he's she's trying to adopt him. Hmm. Oh. Open your heart to me, or like, he's, wow. Open she's your the heart. stepmom. <laughs> oh, oh, is wow. a stepmom trying to like uh, win the heart of a of a of her stepson? Or he owns the club. Either way, <laughs> or he owns a club. <laughs> <laughs> like a, li- a little, oh, a little, little big, a little big league scenario. Yeah. With <laughs> little big uh, strip. Yeah. Little big club. <laughs> little big club. Yeah, little big club. Uh, <laughs> He, he's a little. He's actually um, a young Tony Soprano. He got inherited the bada bing, and he's checking out on it before uh, he can. He's old enough to manage it. There's a scene at the end where she dances with him too. So she like yeah. dan- she like dances with him in like a circle. And, and they're wearing the same kind of clothes. Like they were the same outfit. Yeah. Urchin, like yeah. Uh, suit. It's actually kind of like you know yeah. the um, uh, uh, spando ballet. Yeah. Same exact look, like this, like suit with the fedora, but everything is like uh, tightly fit. No, I don't know. Again, this, is, this, is, this is us really <laughs> struggling to describe 
fashion, Madonna fashion. Yeah. yeah, it's it, it's tough because she was she was such an icon and she was so original. And fashion was huge with yeah. her. And we have just no idea how to describe yeah. what, what she's wearing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying corset leotard. That's gonna be that's my final okay, description I, I, of her outfit. I'll sit on that in, and then in, in open door. I'm saying corset leotard. And then would, would you be okay if it was spando ballet? I think it's a outfit at the end. <laughs> What's your final description of? It's a, it's a, uh, of, I was said vital, a, le- a leather bustier. Oh, nice. Ooh, maybe. That's, that sounds, that sounds fancier. That sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> Is a bodice a word that we can use here? <laughs> yes. Why not? A bodice, uh, with a thong. <laughs> a th- like a, a thicker thong. Thick thong. A thick thong. All right, let's let's move on. <laughs> uh, we, we we've covered everything with that. But, yeah. Uh, okay. Great song. Get... One of one of my favorites. This is going to be very high in my ranking. I'm just Me too. Okay, I'll keep yeah. it at that. It's going to be very, it's going to be high up there. All right. Me too. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the next track. Ooh, let's go back even further into the past. <laughs> Wait. True Blue Thirty One. Does that stand for Thirty One Years Ago or Nineteen Thirty One? With, with James okay. Cagney. I want you all to listen to the, the quality of this right okay. now. Okay? There's something wrong with the this reissue version. Okay, so you hear this? You hear how it's kind of like muddy? I'm gonna I'm gonna flash back real quick yeah. to uh, open your heart. Ooh, much brighter. Yeah, brighter, yeah. clearer. So there's something up with this reissue. It's quieter too. The mix is quieter hmm. on Spotify. I don't know if maybe the master track was uh, damaged. I don't. I have no idea why. This yeah. Maybe someone, get... someone like spilled apple juice on the, that particular track. Maybe it was that little kid, Felix. <laughs> Felix Howard. Felix. Howard. <laughs> uh, so this was my uh, pick in my attempt to, uh, you know, maybe discover a song that I didn't know that well and like it more, and um, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's okay. I wish there was a word. I'm sure there is in other languages, German uh, and uh, Japanese. They have very descriptive words for very specific things, and there are certain there are certain things in songs, like certain like uh, melodies, that just kind of like irritate me. Yeah. And when they say this is a bust in that chorus, it's just like. Let's think of a word to this for these for that kind of song. It just bothers me. It's not even the song. It's just a moment in a song. Sandpaper song. A sandpaper moment. Okay. Yeah. I'm with that. Here. Yeah, I don't know. It just rubs me the wrong way, like sandpaper. Sure. <laughs> no, I, I get that totally. So what are we talking about with this song, like, like l- lyrically? It's it's just like a lot of, like, cop, gangster references, Gangster, cop stuff, like... There's a, a specific reference to Clint Eastwood, Make My Day. Is this Smooth Criminal before Smooth Criminal? Yeah, I guess so. A little bit, maybe? Yeah. Maybe he pulled um, from this a little bit? I would say that, um... What was it? <laughs> what was it? Okay. 
uh, I think this song, she made, she put the song on the, on the album for the rockers. Yeah. The fans of the Madonna, the Madonna fans that also identify as rockers, because that guitar during the uh, chorus is yeah. fucking rocking. Yeah. Well, speaking of guitar, Metallica comes to mind. Uh, <laughs> Anthrax comes to mind. Slayer. Bands <laughs> like that. That's what I'm here. That's what I hear when I hear that part. <laughs> I believe. So, background vocals, uh-huh. right? Do you know who one of those singers is? Someone from uh, our last episode. Uh, no. A key figure from our last episode. No, no, not this song. Okay, sorry. Right? Not this song. <laughs> You're right, it's not. No, it's Richard <laughs> Marks. Oh, cool. So Richard Marks was, before he was famous, he was a, a really big uh, session guy for background vocals and guitar. Okay. Uh, he played on oh. a, a lot of Lionel Richie stuff, like all night long. He did background vocals and the guitar and that. Mm-hmm. Um, Barbra Streisand stuff. And Whitney, he did uh, background stuff on uh, Greatest Love of All and Saving right. All My Love for You. Right. So Richard Marks is in here. Um, also, I'm not... Uh, is it this song where... Not the, br- the brother? A Michael brother? Yeah, a Michael brother. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a Michael brother. <laughs> Michael brother, Jackie Jackson. He sings back up on this, too. Oh, on yeah. this song? Yeah. Yes. Cool. That's like those guys there, Richard Marks and him. And like three and other guys other too. too. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> my first listen through of this album, yeah, I like hated this song. Well, maybe not hated it. I just was like, oh, this, this is stupid. This sucks. But it, it grew on me. It did. It's not terrible. I think yeah. that, I think it's just like, she stays around that note for a lot of the time throughout the yeah, song. So it kind of just boring. bothers me. Also, I think, um, this one and unfortunately my other pick um they just seem like they're filling a, a quota of songs that sound like this like yeah. okay the like same that. synth sounds the same bass sound like it's just kind of like they're like kind of filling it in, filling in the gaps i think um yeah so it's whatever white heat yeah white i don't know heat. what that means too is that yeah. me the name of the uh, of a, a james cagney movie um sure that's what I'm guessing. Oh, um, maybe it's when you have a flame and then you have the blue part and the red part. The white part is hotter. white part is what hotter. Okay. No, uh, no video for that one. It was not a single. Wasn't good enough. Yeah. The um, the live performance of this song I will say was pretty cool on the uh, Who's That Girl tour. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I can talk about the tour more, but like just this specific. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if we get time. I'm sure you will. I'm <laughs> sure we'll get to it. Great. It was cool. No, it's like gangster and like you know like machine gun stuff. And I'm telling you, smooth criminal before smooth criminal. Is there another parade? Uh, yeah, another parade. Sound like the uh, Saints are marching in again. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Oh yes. Okay. We could spend an hour talking about this. I think it's so good. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome to the best song of the 1980s. <laughs> Name one better. Name one better. Can you? Can you even? Yes. All right. Well, don't say it because it's going to ruin my thing. No, I, this, yeah. Go ahead. No, it's, okay. This song is uh, written, okay. It was an, okay. It was originally an instrumental piece written by Patrick Leonard for a film called Fire with Fire. But this instrumental was rejected by that film. 
So later, Leonard took this piece, gave it to old Madge, and said, Play some lyrics on this thing for me. May I'll turn it into a song and use it for something else. And I think Patrick Leonard, uh, the song I think is written from a male point of view, or an, it's not particularly female point of view. And I think he envisioned like a male vocalist to sing Madonna's lyrics and melody. Uh, and that's why I think Madge is in a lower register. Right. We said, like we were talking about like how she uses her like the Madge wobble, warble. Yeah, we need to come up with a word for this one too. So. She, yeah. There are certain vowels when she sings low, she like cause she, she she like pushes real forward. This part, right? Yeah, like this register. Let, let's listen for a second. Right here. So yeah. The, Yeah. Like She's like yeah. swallowing her. Yeah. So anyway, this song is very cinematic because it was basically the, the instrumental piece can exist on its own. Like it, it's it's a strong. It sounds piece of music like yes, without the vocals, but the vocals, Madonna somehow geniusly, it just works with the vocals. Yeah. Um, uh, what else about this? So it actually eventually was used uh, for... What's the movie called, Brandon? At Close Range. At Close Range. Yeah. A movie that stars Sean Penn, her hubby, and Christopher Walken. And uh, they put that song in the movie. So this song was actually released as a single, I think around the same time as the movie, in early 86. And yet... Yeah, oh, a while before the album came out. And uh-huh. I almost said Robert... Sean Leonard... Sean Robert Leonard, whatever... Patrick Leonard did the music for the whole movie. And then he was eventually hired yeah. to do this complete score for uh, At Close Range. Yeah. Have you guys seen the movie? I have not. No. No, I haven't either. But the music video shows you a lot of it. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get into that. Um, in fact, the video uh, reminds me a lot of trailers these days. Or an open fridge. Because... There's a lot of spoilers in it. <laughs> so you, you basically know what's going on, and there's there's a lot of clips for the movie of Sean Penn. Christopher Walken has a crazy, awesome mustache in it. Uh, clips. What's up? <laughs> you you were clipping. All right. <laughs> now you threw me off my Game Boy. Your Game Boy? Advanced. My Game Boy. <laughs> so what do you guys want to say about the song? I love it. I yeah. just love it. It's, he said the best song of the 1980s. It, it is one, one of the best. It's really good. It makes it, you feel certain ways. I, I kind of forgot about it. And then I listened to this album and it, it just, this one came on and I was listening. I was like, oh, this is awesome. It, it, it's powerful. It's, yeah. it's cool. Like the, I love the, the do, do, do. I love yeah. it. It's dark. This yeah. is the song that in my research when I was trying to find out any like production notes and stuff mm. on on the forums for producers and engineers, like mm. even people who didn't love Madonna were like, this song is just the standout track of being Absolutely. great. And there's nothing uh, teeny about this at all. No. The music, the lyrics are very mysterious. It's about like someone who wants to tell a secret that they've been like holding their whole life, basically. It's not like very clear what the song's about. I took it. I, I see that. I, my kind of instinct was like, um, 
like I've I've gotten treated poorly, and mm. and I, I hope that I can pass on what I've learned. Like I hope to live right. to tell live the to secret tell of like don't trust. You of know, her, like their abuse, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Or like, uh, yeah. like follow your instincts. It really like, makes me want to see the movie. I want to see at close range now. Yeah, yeah. A lot of guns are being uh, drawn. Yeah, it's supposed to be very intense. Uh, and like we said, it was directed by the same guy that did the Papa Don't Preach James, video. James the Papa Roach video, yeah. <laughs> James Foley artist did the Papa Roach video. Uh, love now is. Does, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. You go. Nothing to say. <laughs> Nothing to say. Is this the song that has the other background singer or no? Um, no, backroom vocals by Madonna herself. Okay, so it's the, it's it's coming up, the next song that we'll talk about. Uh, anything else? You live inside of me. I mean, we, we touched on it already. I mean, the video, it's just clips of the movie and, and her standing in like a big black like, She's on room, a soundstage. Soundstage, yeah. And this is the, the video where she has like... She has a little long. She has longer hair than uh, most of the videos. It's like shorter shoulder length. It's shorter length. It's shoulder length and uh, blonde, <laughs> and uh, she's wearing that floral dress I was saying before that Annie wears pretty much in Twin Peaks. Yeah. And sometimes a fan's blowing through her hair. Sometimes she's on a chair, but she's always looking right at the camera. Very plaintively. Hoping to live to tell. Yes. It's so, a great song title too. It is because so, well, you have to like think about it for a second, like live to tell, and you're like, okay, uh, okay, yeah, like. Also, it's, it's like nice. when you read it, is you go, live, live to, to tell? tell, or live to tell. Are, is she talking about Saturday Night Live, like live to television? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you say is Sean Penn? I mean, he had to be a main reason why she got on the soundtrack in the first. Did I would you? assume I think so. so. Yeah, That's so. a connection there. Yeah. yeah. She wanted to be an, an actress. actress. Right, okay. And she was, actually. Yes, but yeah. she wanted to be, like... Everything. Everything. She just wanted to rule the world. She had one mission. We're definitely going to have to do an episode on musician acting. acting. <laughs> musician acting. Like, like, rating, like, the career... Like, talking about the careers, like, Madonna, maybe... Ludacris Bridges. Maybe David Bowie. David Bowie, yeah, like... Maybe Ice Cube. Ice tea. Like people who are musicians first? Vanilla Ice. Yeah, but like ones that are like like oh, good cool versus then like who are the not great ones. What to do and what not to do. This is a production meeting conversation. Sorry. <laughs> um, anyone else? Yeah, I mean, I love this song. It's a great song. What do you hope to live to tell? Um, I hope to live to tell uh, everyone to not listen to this podcast. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> with the negativity. No, I hope to live. To I've already been doing that. <laughs> oh, don't listen to this one. Uh. Don't listen um, to this one. I'm not on it. <laughs> Maybe I haven't figured that part out yet. Maybe I haven't found my secret. Oh, man. Because I haven't read the book yet, The Secret. Oh, nice. Uh, nice. Oprah. R.I.P. Her show. Harpo. R.I.P. Her show, I said. <laughs> Harpo. Harpo is her magazine. That's her production company, Harpo. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. To, okay, so last song was the best song of the 80s. This is arguably the worst song of the 80s. <laughs> and that's the genius of Madonna. And this was my other pick. Um, yeah, hoping to 
have a new appreciation and um, <laughs> would you even play a song at a party nope no mm-hmm. and I, and you know the, you know the whole thing of them writing things quickly not revisiting maybe they should have revisited this one and uh, <laughs> I don't know like I like we said in the car last night. Like great vocal performance. Like yeah. she's she's going in. Yeah. But um, it, it might ironically be her best vocal performance. Well, you know what it is. Like I think a big thing for me is I think this song and maybe White Heat too. Out of context of the album, yeah. I probably would like more. But I think I get a little burnt out on this sound. Like where I said they had a quote. They they almost were like trying to get yeah. more of that fit in the line with those that sound. And I think just in the context of the album, they, they just get lost on me. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, I want to get to the other more exciting, uh, not exciting, but different stuff like Live to Tell, some other ones yeah. we're going to get to. Um, it sounds like a, the most throwaway song of all time. Yeah. It. Oh, so, but this is the background vocals of yes. uh, Saida Garrett. Oh, from awesome. Bad. Yeah. It's a weird transition into this song too. I think you, you got "Live to Tell," which yeah. is so intense, well, and you're just on. and you're zoned in. What? Is you gotta this, flip this. You gotta flip it uh, over. Is this is side two. This is side two. Okay, that makes a lot of that sense. Makes sense. Okay, yeah. that, that makes sense. This is a Sean Penn and Blood side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like listening to it just straight through, and then, like "Live to Tell," just going right into this song, just like what the fuck? <laughs> is that yeah. true about the blood? No, <laughs> I already, I already uh, said it wasn't true. I'm just making sure for side two it wasn't true. False red, false red. Um, <laughs> I need to live to tell the secret I have. It's a deep dark secret. Where's the party? <laughs> don't flip the side over. <laughs> like that's, I don't know. That's just really weird. It, it is the biggest like quali- quality like fall maybe. That guy's cool. That little, like... Yeah, it's, it's pretty throwaway. I, I already forgot about this song. I'm listening to it. I'm forgetting yeah, it while exactly. I'm listening to it. <laughs> I keep forgetting I'm listening to it. Is that Saida? Probably. <laughs> there's, there's nice, like, childlike laughter in this song, though. Yeah. I, don't hate, I, I don't hate it by any means, but I just am like... I'm, I just get over it very quickly. Yeah, there's nothing... Actually, there. like... This whole middle part is, cool. is better than that one section. Really cool. Yeah. Also, I heard it is fun. It's fun. Um, it's a song about her just like being a loser and not no one inviting her to parties and stuff. <laughs> loser party, guys. You know, there's something that so you know the way she goes like like she yeah. kind of like screams it. I like that. That uh, it reminds tone. me of. I can't think. Okay, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Like, it's it's not it's it's a choice to do that every time. Yeah. And it, there's a song where someone does that that always bothered me. It's in Adele, um, uh, the rain. What is it? Uh, uh, the rain. Uh, fu- set fire to the rain. Yeah. Okay. She goes, I set fire to the rain. Watch me pull. And like she does mm. it every time. And it's just like it. Sandpaper. It sandpapered me. Because it, it was like it would Brand drive me crazy. Brand paper, the Sandman. Brand, Brand, the sand. pa- Brand paper. <laughs> yeah, Brand paper. <laughs> hashtag Brand paper. Yeah, uh, tell us your uh, sandpaper moments by hashtagging Brand paper. Yeah, just one of you would be an improvement. <laughs> just one person tweeting at us would be. <laughs> uh, 
So, yeah, there's where's the party. All right. So, moving on. Yeah. That's the Papa Don't Preach, baby. Oh, here we go. All right. Now we're talking. Is this a Dave pick? This is a Dave pick. This is pick. a Dave pick, yeah. I'm going to start with a, a, a little quote from Wikipedia. The lyrics of True Blue are constructed in a verse course form, with the theme being Madonna's feelings for Sean Penn. She even uses a 1929 a archaic love word, dear, in the line, just think back and remember, Wait, dear. An archaic love word? <laughs> yeah. A 1929 archaic love word. <laughs> That's Love word just doesn't sound like it should fit with the word archaic. Like, now, is ar- that a prank? Who wrote be. that? I edited that at Wikipedia article. A 1929 archaic love word. <laughs> Dear, because no one, no one ever says that anymore. People, maybe she brought Deer back. We don't know. Anyway, so this song is definitely her, you know, her, her uh, tribute to the 60s girl group music, doo-wop, uh, but it's an 80s synth, synth up version of that. Uh, pretty straightforward love uh, lyrics, lyrics. Love, love song lyrics. Uh, she says it's about her feelings for Sean Penn, mm-hmm. but it could be about anybody. It's like not very specific to Sean Penn. Yeah. But the term uh, "true blue," I think, is something that he would say a lot because he's cool. She said that he was the coolest man, man on the planet. On the planet. Yeah, I he's, can see, I can he see is that. cool. He's, he's pretty cool. Yeah, he is cool. Um, to me, it sounds like Wham a little bit. The music. Yeah. Yes. Just that, like, doo-wop sound, and just a synth bass. There's not a real bass on it. And the bellies, uh, synth lines. A lot of the DX7 going on. Was this what, is this the same era that Billy Joel was kind of doing stuff like this? Oh, he did, yeah, a little bit. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely the Whammer era. It's definitely, Billy Idol put out a... Billy Idol? Is it Billy Idol? Billy Bill, Joel. Bill Idol. Billy Joel put out uh, Will an Innocent Man. Is it called Innocent? Yeah. Yeah, in 83. So it's like okay. that era. Really? I yeah. thought that was later for some reason. Nah. 83, baby. Like, when is For the Longest Time? Is that 80, 83? That's 83. Yeah. Okay. Alright. 83, 84, yeah. Alright. Uh... You guys want to talk about the video? It's pretty. You said it was. You didn't like the video, right? <laughs> um, no, I. It's a, it's a, it's it's cool. No, Actually, it's a pretty cool no, video. No, it's an appropriate video for this song. I think this is a song I think I liked more when I first listened and liked it less and less. <laughs> really? I think I liked it less. The song or the video? This song. The video is really? whatever. Yeah, video. I'm kind of whatever. The song I liked it initially, and then I listened to it more. I was, I was just like, all right, I get it. It's very like, cute. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a, a brilliant melody. You know, it's, it's I like nothing it. to it. I, yeah, I, I don't dislike it. I like it. Yeah. There's nothing really to it, but it, it's just easygoing and it feels right. The video is that 60s theme. She's in a Cadillac. She has three backup singers. One looks like Beyonce. I don't know if you noticed that. One looks like Beyonce when she's in that Cadillac Records video uh, movie. I missed it. Okay. You were focused on the girl from Goodfellas. Yeah, she's in Goodfellas. One of the, the girl, chicks. Yeah, the girl from Goodfellas is she's one on, of the backup singers. On Entourage also. And she's also in the music video, which we found out. The video for muse, the song Music by Madonna. Yeah. The music so, video. She's part of Madonna's Entourage. That's maybe. right. Probably. She's like the turtle. <laughs> yeah, she's Madonna's turtle. group. Yeah. Stephen Bray is... Uh, 
uh, Dylan's brother. <laughs> Kevin Dylan? Yeah, Kevin Dylan. Kevin Dylan, yeah. Anything else to say about the song? No. What's like your feelings it. on it? I like this song a lot. Yeah. It's going to definitely be in... Uh, it's a good wedding song. Oh, my God. Spot in my I, ranking. I hope my daughter picks that as her wedding song. My daughter. I hope my daughter puts that as her my wedding daughter. song. What do we got? Yes. Hello. Let's get tropical. This was my pick. La Isla Bonita. Dan. I swept this... Stole ro- this I st- from my people. <laughs> <laughs> Dave had an opportunity to pick this song and he didn't, and I took it. Much how, uh, much like uh, Madonna is culturally appropriating the Latin world with this song, Dan stole something that was mine <laughs> when he picked this song. <laughs> okay, Dan, here's a little uh, quiz for you. Yeah, you're, you're such a Latin ahead now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is this a merengue? A Tropicana or a Borgata? I don't know. <laughs> what style of music is this? I've only heard of merengue, so I'll say merengue. <laughs> well, that's true, because the R2 are, are casinos in the Lion City. <laughs> you passed the test. Oh, you said Borgata? <laughs> I just realized you said Borgata. What was the other one you said? Hey. Tropicana. Yeah. <laughs> is this a- I didn't know Sting played on this song. (laughs) Is this a Haras? Anytime. (laughs) A Cesar. Cesar. Haras. A Trump. So good. Anytime a classical guitar appears, I just assume it's Sting. It's him and his lute. (laughs) Right? Does he play a lute? Yeah. So what do you got to say about this, Danny boy? This is great. (laughs) It's great. Whoops. It's great. So La Isla Bonita, uh, Spanish for the Isla Bonita. <laughs> it's a pretty island, right? The beautiful island. The beautiful yeah. island. Yeah. Um, the last single on the album, final single, mm-hmm. out of what do we say? Five, five singles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the instrumental of this originally offered to Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. Uh, for bad. Oh, I he said that. no. Yeah, just the instrumental. Madonna, Madonna jumped on it, wrote the lyrics. Um, Good decision by Michael. I could not. <laughs> I would. I mean, I would have loved it if it has, was on Has bad, Michael ever done like a Latin Phil Phil song? Latin feel. It's not. Blood, it's blood of the dance floor. Latin now. No. Not really. <laughs> not at all. I'm thinking of the video. The video has like a Latin. Remember the video? The video has like a Latin vibe a little bit. Is it? Like, a, like a tango vibe? Yeah. Liberian Girl is like maybe the, one of the closest. Oh, yeah. La- no, li- no, no, no. Oh, it yeah, sounds that's like Liberian Girl yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Now that I think of it. Well, the Spanish version of I Just Can't Stop Loving You. Oh, true. Okay, that's, he did. So he, he, he did do it. <laughs> all right. So, all right. Let me uh, check the records here, my notes. Um, got a lot of Wikipedia stuff here. So, okay, the San Pedro. So she says, I, I dreamt of San Pedro. So when I Googled San Pedro, the first result was a like a neighborhood or like an area in Los Angeles. So, I, I mean, I don't think that's the message she's trying to go with with this song. Like speaking of a specific part of Los, Los Angeles, because she's talking about an island. So apparently it refers to an island called San Pedro held by some to be... Ambergris Calle in Belize, referencing the town of San Pedro, mm-hmm. which has since adopted the song's title as the town's principal nickname. Really? Yeah. So, Madonna at the time, though, 
that she released says she was spending time in a U.S. town of, in a U.S. town of the same name, and Madonna and her then husband Sean Penn were good friends with a poet called San Pedro, <laughs> and, and novelist Charles Bukowski. And uh, wait, doesn't Sean Penn talk to uh, the guy like El Capitan? What's the what's the uh, drug dealer's name? Do you know what I'm talking about at all? Oh, yes. Doesn't he have, like, a, like a discourse um, with that guy? Oh, yeah, why are you forgetting his name? La Capitan. Something it, like that. Yeah, the guy. El Chapo. El Chapo. El, yes, 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 yes. So, anyway, maybe he's that San Pedro. <laughs> she has said in interviews, though, mostly the point of the song, it's a, like a tribute to Latin America and its people. Right. Along, along with an island. I love and these people. <laughs> so, it debuted at number 49 on the charts. Reached a peak of number four on the Hot 100 in May of 87. It was her second number one single on the adult contemporary chart. Live to Tell was the first on the adult contemporary chart. Number to hit number one. Uh, Numero uno. (laughs) The 11th consecutive top five hit for Madonna. At the time, it was that's a feat only surpassed by the Beatles and Elvis. El Beatle? I think that's been beaten. That's been beaten <laughs> since though by a few people. I think. Eleventh consecutive top five hit for Madonna. Hmm. Uh, let's see. All right. We can talk about the video a little bit. Yeah, we can talk about the video. I like the song a lot more than I used to. I used to like. This is wait. This was like another like uh, Brandon pet peeve here. Yeah, this used to... Well, okay, so it was... Uh, brand I, paper. Yeah, <laughs> this is the, the true brand paper episode. I used to have this th- this thing. It wasn't really an opinion. It was, I guess it was like half an opinion, half uh-huh. a bit, where I would say because... Half a bit or none a bit and whole an opinion? No, no. <laughs> because okay. I was uncomfortable, like, un- as, as someone that writes music, like, I'd be like, I could never picture myself writing a song, like, with, like, a hook being in another language. So I was saying, like, no, you shouldn't be allowed to do that. You shouldn't be allowed. Like, you have to either go the whole language or none. Like, you can't do My Sharia more. You can't do La Isla Bonita. Like, you can't, just because I was so comfortable with it. But I don't care anymore. <laughs> Man, got some real pet peeves this episode. No, it's gone now. I'm fine with it. I li- now I enjoy this song. Yeah, I like this song. He talked to his therapist and they're... <laughs> yeah, he, he, talk, yeah, he talked it over. <laughs> His analyst. <laughs> My analyst. Yeah. Uh, very Woody Allen. Uh, the, so the video, uh, she has a brunette hairstyle in this, as opposed to the blonde, the four blonde in the other videos. And she's wearing a very uh, Latin dress, a flamenco dress. Yeah, the big red dress. There's a lot of Roman Catholic imagery. Mm-hmm. She's, there's the, the paintings, the candles. And she has the rosary and is praying a lot in this video. And uh, there's people on the streets dancing. There's an old man, I think, dancing with groceries. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Seagulls, maybe. I have another uh, fashion question. Okay. <laughs> Again, what is it called? I don't know. I'm not even 100% sure what country or if it's just U.S. Uh-huh. Like where you... <laughs> I like this a lot. Where you're, we- where you're wearing like, oh man, there's no way to. Uh, okay, j- start j- with what, what it is. Okay, just the top button is buttoned. Where does that originate? Okay, you do more like the the flannel, the plaid shirt. Yeah, yeah. 
That's like a cholo thing. Okay. That's like East LA. Right. Yeah. Isn't there, isn't there that in the video? I think there's is somebody. There? I think there is. I think there is somebody there wearing be, that. There could be. I, I just saw. It so was more like ultimately, the island. point I'm trying to make is there's like a mix of Hispanic cultures in this video. Yes. So that's like it's there. There's not. There's no tribute to like one country. It's just. No. It's a mix. Is that okay or is that like offensive and, cool. and offensive and ignorant that she's just kind of like, oh, this is Spanish. Let's put this here. This looks Spanish too. Right. This is Spanish. Like, let's just put all this in the video. Well, if you're now, I'm a hardcore Puerto Rican. I'm 100%. <laughs> um, so my opinion of it is like, I, I'm into it. Okay. Let's do like a broad stroke. All right. I got Dave's approval. I got Hispanic approval. And if I approve, everybody else will approve for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you're usually really hardcore about <laughs> yeah about this sort of stuff. Yep. But, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, I I like that San Pedro is like this like not a real place really. There's I looked it up. There's like seventy different places called San Pedro in the world. Yeah, because yeah. she could have went like more like uh, specific like uh, yeah, like San Juan if you want to go Puerto Rico, sure. or Havana, whatever. Yeah, or a country like whatever. But she yeah. made it more general, and it's like, oh, it's just Latin America in, in general. It's like a, a fantasy land. It's definitely something that if it was exactly as it is now, people would find issue with it. It's just right. like, but yeah, but I'm, uh, it's like the whole everybody si- finds issues with that with everything. Well, that's what I mean. But now, like, it's not in culture, so it, nobody cares. Like, it's fine. True. She, she's yeah. crying like in the video. Like a poo from The Simpsons. Like the fact that that's like people are complaining about that now. Yeah. Like more than ever. It's yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I can see the the offensive part of that. It's a non like Indian dude playing an Indian dude, right? Right. But it's also been going on for for it forever. for like twenty eight years. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're woke now. <laughs> we're asleep then. Yeah. <laughs> she's crying in the video at one point. Yes. Idea, she's just like crying. That's. She's crying for Puerto Rico. Just got hit by Hurricane Maria. Right. She knew. Th- she knew. 30, 40 years ago. 40. 31, baby. 31. 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. 30, 30 40. Yeah. 30, 40. <laughs> True Blue, 31. All right. Let's go. Let's keep it going. This song was featured on the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 soundtrack. <laughs> so, uh, this is composed by, let's see, Madonna, Stephen Bray, and a robot named uh, Johnny Five. <laughs> Johnny Five was the guitarist in uh, Marilyn Manson's band, right? <laughs> yes. Um, so, Jimmy Jimmy is an. It's a very 80s sounding song, but it's also kind of has a 60s theme to it because it's about James De- James Dean. Uh, Jimmy Jimmy, that's James Dean. And it's basically Madonna fantasizing about growing up with James Dean before he got famous and giving him the idea to go out to Hollywood and be a star. Can we have another, can we have an opposite term for my sandpaper? Can we have something that, like a moment that I love? Oh, what's the opposite of sandpaper? Glossy water paper? Wax. Glossy wax? Waxed floor. The bu- how about buffing? Like buffing. A, a buff, mo- a buff, buffed floor? Yeah. Know. So here's one, okay, well whatever that you is. Love, you like that. It's this right here. Love that. The Doofles. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I love that part too. 
Yeah, this song I like a lot, too. I like this song. It's energetic. Uh, this part's cool, too. But uh, I heard that uh, Sean Penn got jealous of Jimmy Jimmy. Who the fuck is that guy? And killed a guy named Jimmy Jimmy. <laughs> uh, he hasn't got caught for it yet, but... Do you think Sean Penn has murdered people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, no, actually, I don't know. He shot at paparazzi. He winged, he like, we winged them, like, you know, in the helicopter. What do you guys think about the song? He has a son named Hopper, Sean Penn. Does he? Yeah. Named after Dennis? I don't know. I feel like he would be, like, really the Dennis Hopper. This song won't fit into my probably top half of the rankings, but I like the song. Me too. It's a good song to work out to. The whole album's a good I don't know. I like more songs on the album than I don't, so it's going to be hard. Yeah, I mean... This song's pretty forgettable for me. I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't dislike it's it. The best of, of the worst. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, it's oh, not, okay. You know I, did, I, mean? I disagree with that actually. Oh, really? Yeah. You think it's the worst of the worst? Or mid middling? Ah, it's worst? close. It's close. Really? Yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about it in the rankings. Um, I'm gonna say this whole album is, is a great album to work out to. So the best of the non-singles, basically. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you think? Working out to the song, the song and, and this album in, in uh, particular. And, uh, this song, I could definitely run to this for sure. Right? Yeah, I could run to the whole album probably. Yeah. I love working out to this era of music because it, it makes me like not take the working out part seriously at all. Like I've never tried to do that. I I, I, I don't know. I would I would enjoy that. I, I feel like eighties is a very fitness like centric yeah. era. And Madonna actually during this era was like starting to show off her. Uh, yeah. Her sho- as like, I said uh, before, her shoulders, her glutes. Like aerobics was big. Her, 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 wrists, yeah. her traps, her buys, her tries. Her pecs. Oh, that comes later. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we'll just move on to the next one. Later. Yeah, it's definitely not much to talk about here. Yeah. Because we definitely stayed to our, like, 40-minute to hour range, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah. As we always do. Yeah. The stuff we talked about before getting into the songs wasn't long. And and strong. But like Madonna always does. She's like, <laughs> I gotta have like a great song to, to uh, close it out. Not nothing forgettable. That horn riff sounds like like you're watching like an episode of Full House when they go to Disney and they have like oh absolutely music. <laughs> I, that makes me think of like hot hot hot. Yes, yes. This might this might be a year before Hot 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 came out. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So this is Love Makes the World Go Round. This yes. was my final pick. Um, it's basically a make. You didn't even pick it. It's like yeah, it was the last it available you. one. Yeah. yeah. So this is a uh, like a make love not war message. That's the whole thing. Right. It's it's like a yeah. It's it's all right. I mean, it's... what do you think about that? Like. She like ends the album kind of weak. The last two tracks are not definitely not the, one of the best at all. That's true. She does, yeah. It really emphasis is on, yeah. They pretty much side one. Does she think like as long as I get them on the for, like the first two songs on side two, that's all that matters? Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet a lot of pop albums probably fell into that. It's like the yeah. last song is like it's it's whatever. We need to like fill up the side. Yeah, it certainly, it certainly feels like that. Huh. And then you said, we were talking earlier, 
this one you think has like kind of a Hispanic vibe also. Yeah, yes. A bit. Yeah. Yep. The two Hispanic songs Dan took <laughs> from me and my people. Mi gente. Mi gente. Mi gente. <laughs> but doesn't this want inspire you to just do good? No. <laughs> Spread love. <laughs> I'm ready to uh, wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're good. There's nothing else to really say, but that was yeah. true blue guys. Uh, and we are true blue guys. And that wasn't, you know, maybe not the strongest album of all time, but there's a lot of great stuff in there for sure. Yeah. Um, should we do our rankings? Let's do our rankings. And then we got a draft. Or, and we got to talk about the tour about a little bit, I guess. If we have time. I mean, yeah, we'll see. If we we're running there. out of time right now, so let's just do the... Uh... Perfect. When we draft Nylon Curtain, I'm just telling you right now, since Dan doesn't know the album, I'm going to get so mad when he just randomly takes a song that I really want. True. So, so all right. So do you want to announce what we're doing? Do you, we... Oh. Yeah. We didn't announce this before. <laughs> you didn't know what we're doing. Oops. <laughs> um, we did say his name before. And uh, it is still Billy Joel. Nylon Curtain is what we're going to be drafting for next albums. Yep. But right now we're going to do our rankings. Yep. So Dan, want to hit off? We'll start from nine to one. We'll go from nine to one. My number nine. Number nine? Number nine. Num- number nine <clears throat> um, is the song we just heard. Love <laughs> makes the world go round. <laughs> Bren? Oh, we're going like... Oh, that's right. We're doing nines. Yeah, nine yeah. Signs. My number nine is Love Makes the World Go Round. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. My number nine is Where's the Party? I think it's definitely the worst. All right. This is, this is, we already have very different rankings. I'm happy about this. Okay. Number eight for me, Dan. <laughs> Jimmy Jimmy. What? Yeah. You're just doing like the album <laughs> order now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> My number eight is White Heat. Okay. My number eight is... Hmm. I'll say Love Makes the World Go Round. (laughs) My number seven... The Sounds of the City. (laughs) Is White Heat. My number seven is (laughs) Where's the Party? My number seven is White Heat. (laughs) Okay, wait. Yeah. So have we all said White Seven. Heat at this uh, point? Yeah. We've yes. all said Love Makes the World Go Round. Yeah. Mm, yes. Okay. Stop trying to figure out what we're doing. <laughs> Just curious. Okay. Number six. This is where it gets hard for me. Number six for me is... Oh, actually, no. I'm not sure. Oh, so you're seeing what the overall ranking is. I, I, I got you. Number six. Where's the party? Okay, so now we've all said Where's the party. Yeah. My number six is Jimmy Jimmy. Okay. My number six is Jimmy Jimmy. <laughs> okay, so I think what, that's, that's... That's interesting. That's really interesting. So Love Makes the World Go Around, Jimmy Jimmy, Where's the Party, and White Heat are all off the board. Yeah. Now I think we can... I, Rightfully so. I can say from now on, these are songs I like. Oh, I love these songs. Yeah, these, I, I love these. I think they're these. all great. Yeah. And they're all the singles. Yeah. 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 And what I'm saying is every single she puts out is strong as hell. Yeah. Okay, Dan. Absolutely. What is your number five? Number five, True Blue. I knew that was what you were going to say. Yeah. 
then I, yeah, my number five is La Isla Bonita. Okay. Is that that Bonita? Uh, my number. F- let me let me really think about this. That's tricky for me though. This is gonna be this is hard territory because yeah. I like them all. Um, I will say, uh, true true blue then. Yeah, true blue. Okay. Number four, yeah. for me, Danny. La Isla Bonita. Wow. My number four is True Blue. My number four... <sighs> Fuck. La Isla... Yeah, La Isla Bonita. <laughs> yeah, right. it so has to be. There is way less parody in this than there was in the Bad Album. Yeah. I'll, I'll say that right yeah. now. There's way less... And I think that... Yeah. I think it's... I think right here, we may... There may be some very... Even more similarity. Because you guys just had the same... Yeah. Five yeah. and four. So, Dan, your number three... This is where I know. We're, I think we're going to differentiate here. I really do. Okay. My number three is Papa Don't Preach. My number three is Open Your Heart. Okay. My number three is Papa Don't Preach. Oh, my God. Me and Dave <laughs> might have the exact same top five. <laughs> we definitely do. do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because number two is Open Your Heart for me. And mine's Papa Don't Preach. Okay. Yeah, open open, uh, <laughs> open your heart. Open Sesame. Okay. That means we my, all my number one. Live to tell. Live All to of tell. ours live to tell. Best song of the '80s. We just proved it right here. It's number one. Originally, before going through the album, I would have said "Open Your Heart," but "Live to Tell" just it's just so good. I, w- I would say that my only I'm I'm I, Papa Don't Preach is definitely my number two. I, True Blue and Isabel Bonita I can uh, switch if I wanted. Yeah, to, me but. too. <sighs> no, I, I yeah I lo- I actually really love True Blue. I too. do. I do too. But I it's think not it's classic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I could switch them. Like I it's not. I wouldn't say it's necessarily essential. It's like made a tier right below essential. But the those four I think are essential. Isla, Papa, Bolte, Dan. Do you want to give down. a couple of tour bullet points? Oh, you're gonna let me. We didn't run out of time. How about that? Just, I mean, just a few. Cause we got to get to the draft. So, <laughs> briefly, my role within this album was to look into. Um, movie stuff and television and the tour. Um, I have some facts here. I'm just going <laughs> to uh, go into it a little bit. So in terms of um, movies and television, we talked we, we talked about pretty much everything already. We talked about Shanghai Surprise. That's a movie with her and Sean Penn in 86. Mm-hmm. Uh, Glendon Wasey is a fortune hunter looking what? for a fast track out of China. Glendon? Glendon. Glendon yeah. Wasey? Glendon Glen- is the name of the main character. I think that's Sean Penn. It sounds, yeah. Is that a spoonerism for Wait, something? Wait, say it again. Glendon Wasey. It should be Gwendon... Gwen- Glendon Wasey. It should be... <laughs> you said it should be... It should be Gwendon Lacey. Yes. That's what it sounds like it should be. <laughs> I know. It's not Glendon. Yeah. Uh, huh. And then... I wonder, I wonder if Danden Brave knows Glendon... <laughs> yeah. Wasey. It's like it's that's like William H. Wasey. That's like what that would be. <laughs> okay, Gloria Tatlock, which is which is Madonna, mm-hmm. is a missionary nurse who does missionary. Just, oh shit! Oh shit! Seeking the curing powers of opium for her patients. Oh my god! <laughs> Fate sets them on a hectic, exotic, and even romantic quest for stolen drugs. Hmm. But they are up against every thug and smuggler in Shanghai. 
Shanghai? That's, is that what you just said? That's Shanghai Surprise, 1986. I'm gonna, while you then, do this, I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. Okay. Yeah, while you talk about the tour, I'm going to go leave. Yeah. You're going to actually shut off the mic and not tell me. Uh, Dave, can you get me a beer? Yeah. <laughs> at close I, range. I need something to get through this. So we talked about at close range. <laughs> it is about... It's 1978 Pennsylvania, an absentee father, Christopher Walken, is reacquainted with his estranged teenage sons who become intrigued with his romanticized life of crime. So Madonna was not in that movie. She was just on the soundtrack. Sean Penn. I believe the subject matter gets pretty intense. Yes. I wanted a whole garden, but I'll have that next, I guess. Okay. And then who's that girl? Um, She is in the movie and on the soundtrack. Um... The life of an uptight tax lawyer turns chaotic when he is asked to escort a young woman newly released from prison who persuades him to help prove her innocence. That's Who's That Girl? Yeah. Can I tell you, every time we've said Who's That Girl this whole weekend, all I think about is Eve. Who's that girl? La, 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 Oh, Eve's shit. Eve's that girl. I'm trying to open my beer with my belt. <laughs> and then... Yeah, I mean, that's mostly it within this era in terms of movies and stuff. She was on a few soundtracks. Like, her songs are featured on a ton of different TV shows in the era. Right. Um, Vision Quest. Yeah. She, 85, she's in Desperately Seeking Susan. That's, that's, I didn't want to include that. That You could argue that's a part of the, uh, like, a virgin era. Um, right. Okay, so the Who's That Girl World Tour. So this was made to promote not only True Blue, but the Who's That Girl movie as well. Um is attached to both of those projects went from june 14th to september 6th of 87 um it's her first ever world tour okay um second concert tour period she did a like a virgin uh concert tour as well but they did that wasn't a world tour not a world interesting tour. yeah this is her first ever world tour yeah do you know how many dates it was i oh <laughs> i've been stopped I, <laughs> I i read it don't remember um so, in preparation for this, I watched the whole show. I, I did. I watched the entire concert. Um, is it a is it a film or did you, is there just somebody uploading a VH, it? There was like a VHS release gotcha. in the '80s of the show in in Japan in Italy. Cool. It was called like Ciao Italia or something. Um, it was about yeah, it was about her show in Italy that she did, and it was awesome. The show from start to finish. So. <laughs> It was big on theatrics and choreography, and like it was, it was a spectacle. She, she made it a goal. Her um, and actually, uh, Patrick. What do we say his name was? Patrick Leonard. Patrick Leonard. He's the musical director. Their vision for this, they brought her music videos to life on stage. Very cool. It was, cool. It was really cool. That was, that was the goal of the whole tour. Um, the show consisted of seven costume changes. Like, so it was. I think more. Yeah. Yeah. Weird Al does like twenty. <laughs> Um, it was critically praised, commercial success, grossed in $25 million, uh, which is equivalent to like $52 million now. Um, mm-hmm. they were, uh, she was opened by the band Level 42, a British funk band. They were the openers for her. <laughs> um, so they tried to get... Maybe th- that probably leveled them up to uh, Level 43 after that tour. <laughs> they tried to get the kid... From the Open Your Heart video, for whatever reason, he wasn't available. Couldn't be a part of the tour, so they got a different kid. Because he was 10. His name is Christopher Finch, is the kid. What did he end up doing? The tour. He, like, he was dancing throughout the tour. I mean, Open Your Heart was like a big number where they both danced together on stage. No, what did he end up doing he after? He wasn't like a VP of like uh, Capitol Records <laughs> yeah, or something they, like that? Yeah, they became uh, rival. <laughs> oh, he like, worked, oh executives. Christopher Finch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
No, he actually he he works down the street from here. He just you know, at a gas station. <laughs> no. Um, and you started the band Finch. Started right. Yes, exactly. Right. So and you still don't know how many dates were on the tour. I don't know how many dates were on the tour. Um, it was seems like a fact that you know it was North America, Europe, and Asia. I think she was so busy that they didn't write it down. She couldn't fit in a date with Sean Penn. <laughs> and that's why they broke up. So okay, because there was no this, date night. This tour apparently, this sort of like crowned her and gave rise to the term New Madonna. Sounds Have you heard, city. You've heard of this term before, new Madonna? No. Is that a genre? So it basically so this was like a term people were using to describe her in this era now. Mm. Like she's a stronger and more intelligent sexual image of her former self. And which, which seems like that was new that Madonna. means their goal was met. That was what they were trying to do. Yeah. Right. New Madonna. And then um, it also gave rise to the term Madonna wannabe. Madonna be. Yeah. Right. Madonna be. That actually was like a thing. Yep. Madonna be? Yeah, Madonna be. Yeah. Like all these artists coming. Uh, what about after. Moana B? Moana. If you Moana be my lover. Wanna, Moana be starting something. Moana the Disney movie. Yeah. Wanna Wanna be a man. <laughs> what is it? Do you wanna be a man? Do you wanna wanna be a man? Do you wanna man? Yeah. Do you wanna be a man? You're such a do you wanna be. <laughs> God. Um, Moana. So Mo- 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 Moana Donna. The only other thing I want to mention for this tour is this was. I think we're out of time. <laughs> we we got we got to wrap it up. She was a diva. <laughs> okay, she would not allow crew members to talk directly to her. They had to talk to her representatives. Similar to Prince. When right. They, they wouldn't. She also forbade her dancers from speaking to her, and her musicians were not permitted to even look at her unless they were on stage with her. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. So. um Thank you for letting me do that. I know you guys turned my mic off already, um, but um, thank you for letting me uh, go into the. That was uh, good. I like enjoyed that. Seems like you didn't read all of your pages, so maybe you were self-editing. I don't know. <laughs> thank you for doing that. Uh, so I'm gonna press record again. Here is that we're gonna start up here again. Yeah, we could pick it up right here. We could pick it up we'll right do here. The draft. If, if you actually did this, what uh, fuck? <laughs> No, okay. No, let's do the draft. Okay, okay. so we're going to do Billy so, Joel's 1982 album, The Nylon Curtain. So, I'm just going to ask one question. Yes. Why? Why this album? Why, why this album? Why him? Why this why album? Why you? Yeah. Why this album? Yeah. Why? Uh, we wanted to keep it 80s, I think. Okay. First of all. Mm-hmm. Number two, this is like, has nine tracks on the album. Perfect. So, we can break it up evenly. And number three... It's a personal fave of me and Brandon's. Number four, we know you don't know too much about Billy Joel. and I think this will be an interesting album for you to get into. Have you listened to a full Billy Joel album at all? Never, no. I know a, a bunch of his hits from the 70s and some from the, from the 80s too, but an album, no. I haven't dove into any of his albums at all. So we're giving you that... Uh, I'm excited. I am, I am actually excited. Now. I'm excited for this. I'm going to be so upset when you pick something that I want because you're just picking a name. Yeah, I, I have the list in front of me. I don't know any of these songs. Okay, so... <laughs> you're going to be like, um, you, you know, like when people don't watch football and the NFL fantasy football thing? Yeah, and they p- take your player. They, they just pick players that are like, oh, that name sounds like he's good. That sounds like me in, in my fantasy football. <laughs> movies, uh, honestly. All we right. also... We, oh wait, before we do this, who won, I, I guess, the last... Oh, the draft? Who won the draft? I definitely lost the draft. I, I think Dan might have won the draft. You got what? I had... Open Your Heart, La Isa Bonita, and Love Makes the World Go Round. Well, you had Jimmy Jimmy, uh, True Blue, True Blue, and, and Live to Tell. Live to tell. Mm. 
It's close. At the, we might be even. We're pretty. Me and you are pretty even. I'd yeah, say. it's it's yeah. kind of a close call. Just because you have lived to tell, you probably win. It's a draw. Okay, I'll win. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Either way, Brandon's definitely. I'll concede last. and yeah, win. I definitely last. Yeah, <laughs> definitely last. All right, so I'm gonna hit generate draft order. Okay. okay. Oh, the famous generate draft order. The G D Fuck yes. Oh. Fuck yes. Did you get first Fuck pick? Yes. The first pick. Yes. Alright, so the first pick <laughs> is so excited. <laughs> Team Who's he's excited about Billy Joel. Yep. <laughs> Team five That's gets me? actually you gotta go. <laughs> Team five gets the first pick. Team four gets the second pick. Team eight gets the third pick. Number four is Bran. Number five is Dan. Okay. Number six is Team Six. <laughs> number seven is Team Seven. And number eight is Dave. Okay. And like always, we are doing a snake draft. draft. Brandon, fire off. All right. So going into this, if I and you know I, I planned out my draft order. If mm. I had gotten the first pick, if I was the second pick, and I'm actually changing it. Wow. I'm actually changing. You came in with a, uh, a thing. With a number one. You know, did you come in with a strategy? I came in with a strategy, and I changed my strategy last oh night. Oh my god. We'll see. Okay. So Brandon, what do you what do you got? Uh, with the first pick in the nylon curtain draft, Brandon selects Laura. Okay. okay. With the second pick. Why don't you uh, underscore this with a little Billy Joel? Oh, yeah. But from a different album or from? Uh, from a different album, so we don't yeah. give uh, Should I wait? Dan anything. Should yeah, I? yeah. Wait, wait a second. <clears throat> Okay, Dan. Okay, with the second pick of the Nylon Curtain Draft, Dan selects Pressure. I am Dave. I had the number eight pick. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't have the second Dave pick. Dave, the number like, eight pick. Yeah, I the, I, pick. the song that I am selecting is Allentown. All right. Dave, pick again. This is Dave again with the uh, number eight pick. Uh, we're doing a snake draft, so it's my pick again. Uh, there are five robots that do not pick. My pick is Goodnight Sagan. Okay. My pick is. Who are you again? You're, you're, you're Dan. I'm just Dan. <laughs> My pick is surprises. Ooh, that's a, that's a bit of a surprise. Two picks from Brandon. Uh, wait, I wrote your name wrong. Um, okay. Uh, with the sixth pick, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm going to pick Scandinavian Skies. And with the seventh pick, I'm going to pick She's Right on Time. Okay. The eighth pick. A room of our own. That is my pick. So that leaves Dave with. Hi, I'm Dave. Uh, I am number eight in the pick selection, and I didn't pick my last one. It's just given to me. It is. Where's the orchestra? Guys, I gotta say something. Yeah. I literally got exactly what I wanted. Great. Allentown was originally my number one pick, but I said, you know what? I'm going to switch it up. 
and I thank you guys for. Oddly enough, I got exactly what I wanted too. Yeah. And honestly, like Dan, did you get what you wanted? <laughs> I don't know. So let's go over this. So, uh, Dan, you have pressure. Speaking to the mic. Sorry, Dan, you have pressure. Room of our own. And what? Surprises. And surprises. Dave, you have Allentown. Where's the orchestra? Good night, Saigon. Yes. And I have Scandinavian Skies, Laura, and she's right on time. Now, I got to say, Dave, going into this two days ago, mm-hmm. your picks were exactly what have been what my picks Shit. were. Going into this, those were my three favorite songs on the album. But after my multiple listens in the past two days, I've got new things that I like. I'm excited. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to say, other than I got what I wanted, and Dan doesn't know what he wanted, but he got what he wanted too. <laughs> you're gonna be into it. I think you're gonna really enjoy this album. I'm excited. I Billy Joel's been on my list of artists to dive deeper into for a long time, so I, I'm excited about it. Well, put on your your scuba ge- gear <laughs> because we're gonna dive head first. Is that what you do when you're a scuba diver? <laughs> you do feet first. Put on your scuba gear because we're gonna dive go in feet, feet first. No, I think you go back first, yeah, you right? Go, like, like, yeah, you go okay. yeah, you go Put backwards. Put on your scuba gear because we're gonna go back first into this. Well, <laughs> this has been the albums. I'm album Dave. I'm album Dan, and I'm album Bran. And we're the albums. Thanks for listening. Open your heart, Papa. Don't preach. Where's the party? And live to tell. Isla La Bonita. Jimmy Jimmy. <laughs> can make the love can make can make love make the world go round. While using white heat. And just gotta search for the last song that we didn't do. Oh. True blue. And that yes, that whole statement we just said was true blue. Not red uh what was it? Red live? Red false. Red false. Guys, thanks for listening. We love you. Like and subscribe. And uh, you can fi- find us on our uh, Patreon. We asked for like a $500 donation <laughs> off the bat, but you don't have to do that. But that's what we're asking for. So, yeah. And it's $500 each. <laughs> so each. Each episode. Each episode and each person. All right. Cheers. Bye. Bye.